And welcome to Combat Sports Breakdown. Let's get it. It's your host, Matt B, back again with another episode. Got my co-host, Alex, with me. What it do? Another beautiful day on this beautiful earth. All right, man. Top it off. I'm going to start this episode with a fat shout out to Calco's Printing. We got our fucking sweaters in. We're going to be posting the pictures later today. Man, these things came out lit right off top. Appreciate you boys for coming through. Yeah, man. They, they hella came through with that one. 100%. All right. UFC Fight Night Rosenstroop versus Sakai. If you didn't see this one, you missed some good fights, man. This was a real good card. Yeah. Um, it started off exciting with a. I don't know if you remember the dude that uh, he did that slam knockout during the pandemic. He fucking picked the dude up by. He dude had like piggybacked with his legs around his waist. And he just and he, jumped on him, he, right? Now he put his forearm on his face. And then slammed him to the floor and it knocked oh, him out. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that so fucking... So that dude was coming back after that knockout. Oh. Ain't no. Right? Oh, shit. So dude's... I thought you were saying the, the loser came back. No, no. So Claudio Puelas... So Claudio's the fool, the, the nut job that did that? Jordan Levitt was in the last oh, fight. Oh, In his last fight. So oh, this is his okay. first fight since then. It's been almost a year since he's been able to fight because the pandemic. Wow. Oh, because they're all foreign. Uh, they're yeah, foreign. a lot of these guys are. So now that everything's opening up, it's all getting a little more loose. Some guys are coming to America fighting again. Yep. He's one of them. So Claudio Puelas ended up, you know, he weathered the storm round one. I scored for Jordan Levitt. And then two and three, Puelas took took the fight no, like handily. You know, no big deal. Um, that's Jordan Levitt's first professional loss. I'm sure he'll come back great. This dude's a great fighter. So Claudio beat him. Yeah. That's epic, bro. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Jordan Levitt. He's one of those guys that he, he asked for a dog <laughs> fight. He got it. And, you know, taking the L, he wasn't a poor sport. That's what he asked for, you know? He wanted to How fight the UFC. How bro? That's a genius move he fucking pulled off. Yeah, the next fight. Ooh. Yeah, that shit was tight when he did it, man. I'll have to go back and pull it up for you because we have it on our page. But the next fight, we got Sean Woodson versus Yusuf Zalal. And, you know, I was really impressed with Sean Woodson. You know, Yusuf Zalal, I'm a pretty big fan of him. Um, he's ten, He was 10-4 going into this fight. I picked him to win this fight. Um, I picked Jordan Levitt to win. Alex picked Claudio Puelas, and that was that was his pick on that one. Yeah. Sean Woodson, also his pick, was the winner on this one. Took, Let's go, baby. Took rounds two and three decisively, you know. Um, nothing against Yusuf Zalal. He just he just looked like he couldn't keep up with the output, you know? Yeah, homeboy was just on all 10 toes, and Yusuf was on, like, four. It was interesting <laughs> because, you know, a, a couple of these high-paced fighters that I expected to maintain their high pace ended up not really being able to keep it the way they were last time they were out. So maybe they got, you know, too reliant, or maybe some of these newer kids just have the game to go with it. You know, a lot of these guys that we're hearing yeah, these days, bro. just we, we've just never heard it's of them. It's like uh, the UFC, bro, right now, just right now, not in general. The UFC is reminding me of the NBA right now, bro. There's so much new talent that it's it's like you're just, you really can't. It's so, it's dope, bro, because you don't know who's going to win. You really don't. It's such a dogfight, bro. I agree with you. Let me paint this picture. This is what I call the end of an era and the beginning, the beginning of a new a one. New, yeah, We're bro, literally it's fucking... at the end of one chapter and beginning a new one. It's, it's literally like you it's, finished a Harry Potter book and you're waiting for the next one to come out. And it's fucking dope, bro. It, it's cool and sad at the same time. We're seeing well, some yeah. of our favorite fighters go and, you know, some of them are doing it the right way. Way, some of them doing it the wrong way like 
it, it sucks, but at the same time, with all these new names coming in, it makes the sport exciting again. You don't really know what to expect. I'm Man, how many you. times in the beginning of this podcast did we know everything about every fighter, and now we're over here having to do extra research on the show because we, we can't keep up with some of these names. Yeah, because there's so, many new, so much new badass talent. It's, and, not, it's not even like... They're not. They're not recruiting like fucking. You know what I mean? They're recruiting some savages. Y'all know bro. I do my research. I'm out here every day going to work and reading about this shit. I listen to everything that I can about every fighter that I can, and still I I just it's hard, bro. It's so many new guys, and it's awesome, man. So this with is, that being said, we apologize if we get your names wrong and yada yada. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> you know, I hear some of you in our comments. You know, my bad. Uh, but you know, back to Sean Woodson. You know, I'm really proud of these new this new crop of fighters. Yusuf Zalal, he's another one of them. But you know, it was really cool to see uh, all these new names that have been coming in really perform, especially Sean Woodson coming in at seven and one going into this fight against Yusuf Zalal, who was ten and four. So, you know, that 8-1 record is going to be nice going forward for him in the UFC. And then let's go to the third fight, Manon Fiorou, which was supposed to be against Mariana Moritz, but ended up being a late replacement against Tabitha Ritchie. Um, So that one won't count against you in your picks, but it will count for me because I still picked Manon to win. Oh, that's right. Uh, Manon Fiorou, I messaged her... Maybe two weeks ago telling her, I got you winning this fight handily. And she did. Round one was, like, kind of up in the air. Manon definitely took the the fight. Like, she she was kind of pushing the pace the whole time. And she just came out and just beat the crap out of her on the side of the cage in round two and got that round two TKO. It was great to watch. I love seeing these women hit that next phase in their uh, performances. It's like watching them go from third to fourth gear, hitting the freeway finally, you know? For the longest time, women's fighting was almost that's that, cringy. That's that beautiful one, right? Lipsky? No, no, no. We're, that was the eighth fight. That one oh, ended up getting bad. rescheduled because of some other cancellations. Oh, so, okay. When we do our early recording and we actually put these fights out, we do it early enough to where they don't even know where some of these fights like, are going to yeah, be positioned. Yeah, it's, it's still up in the air. Yeah, so shit. Monday, when, we, when le- we let these go on Monday or when we record Monday evenings and let them go Tuesday... By Saturday, a couple of them get Shit shifted changes. around. Yeah. Some get canceled. That's why we end up with late replacements that we don't get to put on our pre, pre-episode. pre the Shout out to stuff. all them late replacements. You guys are some boss hogs. I love you guys. You guys always make our fight cards way more exciting and make a lot of fights happen that shouldn't. You know, shout out to every 100%. Late, late replacement. Like literally every single one. Yeah. Even if you lose, I don't give a damn. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> Um, Michael Bisping only won his title because he was a late replacement. Took his title on a five-day notice, six-day notice, something like that. Yeah. Like, come on. Do you need a b- better fucking example? You know what I mean? Fantastic. But anyway, so uh, Man in Fear Root, look forward to hearing from you. Look forward to seeing your next fight. Absolutely vicious. It's great to see women's MMA hit this next fucking chapter. Bro. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, legit. Like ain't nobody really. It's like it's like a um, girl MMA used to be how female um, basketball. You know what I mean? Now now bit. the WNBA is starting to get a lot of love, bro. Like they should. 
Because why? Because the, the dudes, the NBA players, actually finally started elevating them to where they should be. You know what I mean? Well, if, and, I was, and, if, if we're being completely honest, I could tell you what happened is the WNBA was brought into the NBA Players Association. Okay, so, well, there you go. The NBA players but stood up didn't for them the, to absorb they, they, them. They voted them, them in type yes, shit. Yes. Yeah, so see, they stood up. And uh, But with the women, it's, it's like... And eh, whatever, way, yeah, man. yes, yes. Like With the, the dudes were like, eh, whatever. And they're these females are like, bro, watch this. And they're fucking fights, bro. It don't matter the name. They're they're more exciting than the dude fights. These days, they don't back down, bro. They fucking go. What's up, like what? Like three, four years ago, these fights were kind of cringe. Like it's literally like like amateurs in there, dude. It looked like watching teenagers go in there to slap box, bro. Like it wasn't exciting about four years ago. Oh, and, no, no, yeah. And all now, it was, it was fucking Ronda gonna fucking even then, judo it, it wasn't flip really your ass. That exciting, you it, know? No, it like, wasn't. Now we're it like looking at it fuck. like they're, they're brawling like the men do. Shit, man. bro. I remember I used to be hot, pay for fucking pay per view, and then this female just takes her out with an arm bar and. It was, it was impressive at the time, but at the I same just, time, like, it was still frustrating. I didn't that, appreciate. That it, it wasn't that exciting. Back then, I didn't appreciate the whole MMA. As I do now. Back then, I was always about, like, the whole boxing shit still, like, striking. You know what I mean? Now, like, I appreciate the art of the wrestling, the jiu-jitsu, the fucking taekwondo, everything. You know what I'm saying? I starting to make that turn because they end up meeting people. Like, you, you have me and Cole has me to where, like, you can ask a couple questions and learn something real quick. And it makes it a lot more exciting. You understand a little bit of space and a little bit of this. And let's be blunt. I fucking like violence. Yeah, we all do. That's what makes us so, fans of this. Like, it's just like, it was a no-brainer. But I think understanding grappling makes MMA a thousand percent more interesting because it's a very technical sport yeah because it, it literally becomes a different right you're on your feet you're kickboxing you go to the ground now you're playing a whole different game uh, you know what i'm saying like man. so you're playing like five fucking games in one game it's crazy yeah so the fourth fight of the night was alan patrick versus mason jones and you know, unfortunately, me and Alex both pick Alan Patrick, and Mason Jones came in there and was pushing his weight around, was beating him up, and then, unfortunately, an eye poke happened, and it ended up oh, being a no right. contest in round that's two. No contest. So, that was boring. They both want to fight each other again. Well, um, Alan don't Patrick, fucking poke him. Alan Patrick was sitting on the ground with a bloody face talking about how, oh, I was going to win that fight. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you weren't, bro. You should, think, you should thank your lucky stars. That you got poked in the eye. Yeah, that's all bad. I, I mean, I hope his eyes get all good. I don't. I, I didn't see today if they were, but you know, hopefully his eyes are all good. But you know, don't go run in your mouth when you're the one who's getting beat up for a round and a half. You know. Yeah, I feel you. It reminds me of Leon Edwards talking about how he beat up Belial Muhammad, and you know, only one round happened, and then an eye poke. It's like, dude, you weren't doing shit. Neither was he. Neither one of you could say you beat each other up. You know, like a fight happened. People are and, so full of themselves, bro. Yeah. Because they won 30 seconds of a fight. Like, whatever. Everybody just wants to win, especially when you're professional. You're competing at a professional level. Oh, these motherfuckers get real personal. Bro, I beat you 29.5 seconds. You beat me 10.3. <laughs> like, yeah, what the fuck? Motherfucker, that's not even a minute. Uh, what sucks is, like, 
a lot of the fights that end like that and the people that talk the most shit probably would have been really good fights and neither one of them want to go back into that war and that's why they talk shit on the internet and act like it'll never happen because it probably won't. Yeah. The odds of Belial Muhammad wanting to fight Leon Edwards again and Leon Edwards wanting to fight Belial Muhammad again. They don't want to fight each other. There's violence all around. Neither one of them wants that shit. So it is what it is. I think it'll be interesting this week when we have Leon Edwards fight Nate Diaz and see, you know, is Nate Diaz going to be the next guy to get this chapter ripped out of this book? Or are we going to get Leon Edwards who finds out that Nate Diaz at 170 is still violent? Violent is violent. You know, that's that's the next thing. Yeah, I'm a fucking got no give up. Yeah, so next, the fifth fight of the night was Maquan Amarakani versus Kamala Kirk. Uh, this one was one that we both picked. I actually scored it for Amarakani. Round one, round three, I gave Amarakani. Round two, I gave to Kirk. But I think everybody was surprised when Kirk's name was read off. Mm. Kirk definitely was. I'll tell you that much. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and get the rant of MMA judging this time because it was close enough to where whichever way it went, I wasn't disappointed. I just thought it was pretty obvious that Amarakani won in my opinion. Um, but when you have rounds that can be contested close, when people do nothing with grappling in the judge's eyes, it makes it hard for them to score. And from the side well, of the that's cage, the thing. That's the thing. That's where, that's where the MMA fighters get it fucked up because in boxing, you could get away with that shit, bro. You could look at one face and... Oh, it's clear this guy won, you know? But it's like, you don't know how the judge is scoring it. There's judges that go by the book like a motherfucker. There's judges that say, no, this dude clearly won. Like, you know what I mean? Yo, and shout out to John Anik for fucking actually reading out some rules on his podcast one day that actually explained to me how some of this judging shit goes down and why it gets scored the way it's scored. They are actually told, do not do anything drastic unless it's very, very clear in one way or the other. Like, there's a reason that 10-10 rounds exist. If you throw the exact same amount of punches and the exact same amount of kicks and the exact same numbers land and miss, 10-10. If one dude throws less but does the exact same damage that one guy did in the same amount of punches, 10-10. Guess what? It's the same. You know, even trade-off. But anything less is a 10-9 in one way. Anything drastic where one dude's almost defeated is a 10-8. Or... If anyone is losing decisively at any point of the fight to the judge's discretion, you get a 10-8 round. You know, so 10-8s can be way more common than we think, and 10-9s aren't as common as we think they should be. A 10-9... just like skip it and just go to 10-8 and shit. Because that's usually how MMA goes. You have some 10-9s, but most of the time it's it's pretty much either a 10-10 or a 10-8. Either way, bro, I fucking hate being a judge. It just sucks because we had to adopt boxing scoring system, and it doesn't really apply to at us. All. I really think we need a 30-point system because where you have three different things being judged. You have damage, you have ground, you have uh, stand-up. You know, damage should be contested separately. It's a whole different element. Then you And you rate damage on a 1 to 10. Yeah, two. because there's people's faces like like mine, bro. If I get hit in my face, my shit swells up quick. Oh, mine don't swell for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mine, will well, cut, maybe, mine will cut quicker than it'll swell. See, I don't Because I got sharp bones. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I'm a chunky motherfucker. So my shit will swell up before it cuts. Yeah. I, like, I literally had no... I've only split my lip. And that's... some. Yeah, it was in a fight. They split the shit out of my lip. And... um. That's it, bro. Like, it literally split my lip. And 
anything else around my face, bro, it's never been split open. Yeah, I, I literally it. will swell up like fucking a baseball. I got cuts on the bottom of my chin, on my cheek, on my eyebrow, on the side of my head, on the back of my head. I got, I, I cut, bro. The only time I got cut was like when I got hit by the car, but that's on my head head. You know what I mean? Yeah, but nah, my face, I, I got nothing. fucking, my face just cuts, bro. Even at, at Nah, but you make a great point though. Cause you, you, you do have a way skin in your face. Yeah. Mind, bro. And, well, and the cheekbones, the sharpest bone in the body, I, followed by the eyebrow. And those are all the spots that I've been hey, hit, It's cause I've been bobbing I mean? and weaving, dog. I, I, I got hit in soccer a couple times, ooh, to be honest. I've been hitting them with that Mayweather. So, uh, Camilla Kirk got the win in the fifth fight. Let's roll back real quick. And we, you know, this is an unfortunate one round or in the sixth fight. We have Francisco Trinaldo versus Mus- Musalim versus Salikov. And Salikov is one of those dudes that he, he's a beast, man. He fucking came out there in round three with a, you know, missing part of his vision because he got poked by Trinaldo. Damn. And, uh, you know, he went out there and beat the shit out of him still. And, you know, he he complained about one that he thought was an eye poke, but he actually got socked in the, like, like this. And it was the oh, thumb that hit him, but it was like... The knuckle it thumb. Was a, it was a fist motion. It wasn't the tip of the thumb. It yeah. wasn't a poke. It was like just... It, oh. And it was a weird way that he hit him because it literally like just you could see it in the replay, dude. It like barely nicked the corner. It's like, like a perfect. It was crazy, man. Imitation and, of a and finger. What's, what's cool is that Hamzat Shemaev actually showed us that you know a lot of the fighters like to punch with these big knuckles, but they have padding. So he was hitting people with these. He was fucking slamming that shit into the side of people's face until it bled, and then he would go back to the regular knuckles. That fool's a savage, homie. Yeah, that fool's on some nut. He, yeah, <laughs> some nutty shit. Yeah, so Trinaldo ended up losing that that one in a decision. I scored it for Salikov. Uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Some of these older fighters, like this, was Trinaldo's thirty third fight, the thirty fourth fight. Like, dude, you're gonna have to understand your time's at an end soon, especially in these higher weight classes. That's middleweight. You Who know, did I pick? You, we both picked out. Uh, you picked Ronaldo. I picked Salakov. Fucking shit. We'll tally it up right now. So have... <laughs> but I didn't even know nothing about this. I remember. Yeah, we had to look that one up. Yeah, it's two. I still wait with his ass. Two out of five. Three out of five for me. I thought he'd learn after seven fights, losing seven fights. <laughs> so you have three out of six right now. I have four out of twelve fights total, I believe. Yeah, twelve fights. Now you, what did I say? You have three, four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so seventh fight, Tanner Boser. This was Alex's pick, so we're we're tied up now. Um, Eler Latifi versus Tanner Boser, and this one I actually was real disappointed in Tanner Boser's performance. He looked really sluggish out there. He looked like he was having trouble getting started. Um, Eli Latifi, he came out and he just wrestled his way to, to victory in round nice. one. Round two, he almost got knocked out though. Like it was, it was close. And Damn. then, like, I, if you were one that was judging, you might have even considered a 10 8 round. Like it was, it was close. I didn't give him a 10 8, but it was close. Yeah. And then you have Eli Latifi who came out and wrestled his way to round three. Who you know this dude is a uh, Olympic medalist. You know, like not for us. Wrestler, yeah, he's like a Swedish wrestler. Okay, so you know how them thick boys over there do it. But yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good fight. I was just disappointed because Tanner Boser he he could definitely do better. He's a he's 
looked like he was just afraid to let his hands go because the wrestling. But uh, hey, but yet again, that's why you're in the MMA and the UFC doing MMA. I mean, it was just interesting because if he were to start cracking like he did in round two, if he did that at any point in round one, it would have scared Ehler from trying to wrestle the way that he was able to in round one. Then he would have had the energy in round three. You know what I mean? Like you got to let your hands go and let these wrestlers know you're in there. You know, if they if they feel comfortable shooting in on you, they're going to keep doing it until you're tired. Yeah, you gotta you gotta switch something up. Look, man, I was a wrestler, and one thing that they break into your system is you don't get to be tired. You're not tired until the other guy's tired, and then when he's tired and you beat him, then you could come and be done, and then tell me you're tired. Like we would run with six heaters on, sweaters. Like it didn't matter, dude. We'd run yeah, up hills. That wrestling that shit, drag bro. your knuckles when you're running up it, man. The wrestling shit when you're there, it's like all sprint. You're not actually sprinting but everything you do is like a sprint it's high intensity for i'm saying you got six minutes at a time man like and like at full strength it's crazy man and then it's also a team sport so you got to be active in cheering on your teammates after you're done competing too so it's like it's a draining sport wrestling was one of the best times i had in high school though so if you have a kid and you're considering putting them in a sport and, you know, they're around that three, four, four or five year old range, there's wrestling programs out there that'll take them. Get them going. So get it started. Get them in jujitsu. Get them in something, man. It's perfect age. My son's four, uh, was four when he started jujitsu. He's almost six now. So good. You know, you, you're never too young to start. You're never too old to start. Get in there, take your kid, have a good time. Uh, getting into the main card now, it was actually pretty interesting. Because Montana De La Rosa and Ariana Lipsky ended up getting pulled up to the main card. And it was terrible to watch such a beautiful woman get her face split open so many times. She's bleeding in like three different spots, man. Um, round one, Montana De La Rosa, she figured out that she was just way stronger than her. She manhandled her the whole time. Round two, she started laying elbows on her on the ground. And Montana De La Rosa is probably one of the best female wrestlers out there right now. So... Watch out for her on her come up. She better watch her back after beating my wife up like that. Say, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that probably feel that same way, man. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just proud of Ariana Lipsky for not freaking out and acting like her beautiful face was more important. You know, that was really impressive to see because we just saw it happen with uh, what's her face over in Bellator, Valerie Loretta. You know, she got into a little bit of deep waters and she started to, you know, she kind of gave up because she didn't want to get too lumped up. You know, a lot of these women that are making money on the Internet, you know, like shout out to them. No, you know, not trying to talk down on them at all. But at the same time, are you a fighter or are you an Instagram model? You a fighter or are you on OnlyFans? You can do it all, but just understand you're going to not be beautiful by the end of fighting. So get it figured out. Not all of you could be uh, Joanna Janjacek, who's an absolute top three level athlete in the world at the whole entire point of her career that can defend herself. It makes no sense how her fucking head was that big after that fight, though. It's impressive that they didn't have to cut her forehead open to drain it. Something, something. She's made of something else, bro. So the ninth fight of the night, second fight on the main card. Dusko Todorovic versus Gregory Rodriguez. I actually scored this one for Todorovic. Uh, a lot of people are going to be mad to hear that, but you know, when you hold someone down for three rounds, whether you do something or not with it, you win the fight. Just because they land more punches, they're in a position that they're being inferior. 
If I'm on top of you, your punch from the ground to my ribs don't mean shit. I'll take a thousand of those, and my four elbows to your forehead in that round did a lot more damage. Okay. So Yeah, because most of the time they cut. Well, and they fucking hurt. You, when you get hit in the forehead with a fucking elbow, and then your head bounces off the floor, like, it don't feel good, man. I don't understand how some of these... This is where I get mad at the judges, because this is one of those ones where it's, like, very clear that something needs to be taught to these guys. If you don't understand what's going on on the ground, then let me put you there and you can feel it and then tell me what you think's more effective. They, just, they need to just fucking make like Joe Rogan and ex-fighters fucking referees. Oh, I think the judges are going to become ex-fighters very soon. You know, I don't think... Because we're having a lot of lucid fighters ret- retire. A lot of fighters that aren't completely damaged retire. A lot of people that aren't really training anymore and have these ties to these guys that aren't really fighting anymore, you know? So I think once you have whole camps that are done fighting, then you'll have that because I think they're worried about favoritism with fighters and relationships. But if you love this sport, you would care about the integrity more. So I, I, I yeah. and to be completely honest, I don't want my friend scoring a fight for me. If he's just going to score it because he's my friend. If I won the fucking fight, tell me I won the fight. If I lost, tell me I fucking lost. You're not doing me any favors. Yeah, yeah I might get another 500000 on my paycheck, but I don't know that I'm actually not improving in my life. I'm not improving with the things I'm doing in my life. And camp. these guys are hardcore like that, bro. That like, Come on, bro. They, they literally fight each other to better each other. <laughs> For real. I mean, so, like, I think they can manage that shit. Yeah, that was one that we ended up getting wrong in our pick. We both picked him. You know, that might have had a little influence on my scoring. I don't think it did, but some people might say it did. So Santiago Ponsonibio versus Miguel Beza. And this is just disappointing. I, I got really irritated with seeing people say that this was the fucking fight of the year, possibly. And, you know, all that other bullshit. This, it really wasn't, man. It was a good fight. It wasn't as back and forth as they, they said it was. You know, it Santiago Ponsonibio, I expected so much more from this dude. He hasn't won a fight in two years and fucking goes God in there. Me. Goes in there and fucking basically just lets dude tee off on him for fucking 10 minutes of the 15 minutes. So if you want to call that fight of the year, go ahead and do it. But I don't think we've had fight of the year yet, so... They scored this one for Ponsonibio. I scored it for Beza. You know, terrible to see someone not get a, a win when they should have. Yeah, because on, on all the fucking uh, plays and all the highlights, Humbo was, his face was all beat up. Yeah, that happened in round one, dude. And then the other dude's face was just like. And, and Ponsonibio was bleeding at the end of round one, bro. It, it, re- it really wasn't the fight that I was seeing people make it on Instagram this weekend, dude. And. Not saying it wasn't a good fight. It was. It really was a good fight, but it was not a fight of the year contender by any means. Like, it's honestly sad that this is the the fight that we're talking about right now is fight of the year because that just means we haven't had good fights yet. Like, that's depressing if that's what you guys think is fight of the year so far. Yeah, people just fucking explode off of pure emotion. I think so. I think recency... Everybody be acting like fucking... That lame-ass Paul brother guy. What's his name? <laughs> Logan, Jake, which one? Jake. That's the annoying one. Logan's... Uh, I Logan, Yeah. I He's the one Logan. that just fought Mayweather, right? Yeah, we'll get into that after we finish this card. Um, we only got like two, three more fights after this one. So, Roman Dolezade versus Staropoli. Loriano Staropoli. 
And, you know, I thought he was Italian. Dude's Argentinian. <laughs> little off. No. A little bit. You know, geographically, a little bit off. Mm-hmm. A couple miles. Maybe a couple thousand, but whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, Dolizade, you know, I picked this dude. Uh, when I looked at his background, I saw he was just a little bit more stocky, which made me think he was a wrestler. I was right. Mm-hmm. He held him down, beat the crap out of him for three rounds. Nice. Staropoli, um didn't really look like he was ready for this this spot, you know? When you get one, two, three in, in each round like that, like... The it makes me question too, if you're ready for this the spotlight. And the this wasn't too bright. This wasn't even like a huge spotlight because it was at the apex, and we don't even have fans at the apex this year. Damn. The rest of the year, no fans at apex. At the big at, at the pay per views, we have fans. Oh yeah, but not at the apex. So it's like if you can't handle that, if you're not ready to show up on those nights, then maybe you just aren't ready for the UFC. Some people thrive off of that. The the fans though. Yeah, that could be true. He might have just been at a disadvantage because like, he didn't the have the fuck? fans. Nobody's yelling at me. Right. <laughs> might have been all surprised. Like, now I legit, all I hear is my coach. Right. <laughs> like, fuck. Somebody <laughs> shut that fool up. I'm You're not doing anything we trained on. <laughs> I know. It's hard. <laughs> what was funny is, uh, talking about that, is Poirier, when he fought Khabib, when he came back, and he's like, man, I can't get that dude off of me. And he's like, well, then do something. He's like, he's fucking good, dude. <laughs> I can't do shit. Poirier literally told his coach, like, dude, I'm fucking out here trying, man. That guy's like a wet fucking blanket. I can't get him off of me. Wow. Yeah. And for someone who's a legit black belt to say, <clears throat> man, I can't. Like, he stuck to me like fucking glue, bro. That he just wrestled meant- animals of nature. Right. <laughs> Come on, guys. Hey, all you need to beat Khabib. Who's Mowgli when you got Khabib, homie? <laughs> hey, all you need to beat Khabib is anything except a bear. He will not hurt any other animal. He will not wrestle any other animal. Right. If you see videos of him, he's he won't fuck with cats. He won't fuck with anything except bears. He's comfortable around bears. Yeah, that's a... So here's one that's real sad, man. Walt Harris versus <laughs> Marcin Tibera. Well, Harris, again, man, had him in round one. One of these reps just need to stop the fight. I'm down to give Walt Harris a win with some controversy. Fuck it. He deserves it. Well, he's had three of his last three fights, almost stopped in the first round, and then fucking bullshit. These guys barely move enough for the ref to keep it going, and then they come back and win. Oh, yeah. Obviously, if Walt Harris thinks he's going to win, gasses himself out trying to punch someone out, and you don't stop it. Like, yeah, he's going to be tired and then get beat up. What the fuck are you guys doing to him? Give him the win. But then other fights, you fucking, he put me in my eye. Yeah, it's so <laughs> dumb, man. Of all people who deserve this a win. This was drooling out his mouth because he's knocked out. And the ref's like, and then homeboy like, punches uh, him again. backwards. Yeah, like, from the punch, you fucking yeah. reject. He's like, uh, he blinked at me. Yeah, because I punched his eyes. I, I put him to sleep, woke him up. You know what I mean? Like, damn. I don't get it, man. Of all people who needed the win and deserved the early stoppage and a little bit of controversy, I don't give a fuck. Tibera, sorry you would have had your four-fight win streak ended. But I guess congrats on a five. I mean, fuck That's you, probably man. why they did it, too. I don't know. I think Walt Harris is just in this position where they want him to stay lucid. They want him to be somebody. The UFC will help him be part of their board or something. I don't know. But with his daughter, Anaya Blanchard, who got murdered last year, might have been two years ago. That's what I'm saying. That's the only reason I wanted him to win, bro. I mean, and he's a really nice guy. 
He's funny as fuck. Every time like he shows up somewhere, he's one of those giant dudes that takes his shirt off and hugs everyone. <laughs> so like you always see him like at the uh, when he was out in um, Fight Island. Every time you seen that dude, he had his shirt off and he was hugging someone. It was fucking hilarious. He's Sick. he's just a great guy, you know. So for tragedy to happen to like someone like that, it's obviously how life works. The best people always have the worst shit happen to them. But he's still a great guy, man, and I want great things for him. That's why I wanted him to win. Not because I, I just like him, but because he's great, he's fun, he's funny, and he's likable. Like He's got the whole... Everything, man. The whole shebang, bang. So now, unfortunately, he goes 13 and 10 in his career. That's terrible. We need to feed this dude some chumps. Get him, get him some, get him you know, going. some wins. Give him Greg Hardy. You know, Greg Hardy's a monster, but he's not quite ready for someone like this. And I think that would be a fun, exciting fight. Yeah. He wants Tybura, so if Greg Hardy ends up winning, I never really like Greg Hardy, bro, because he plays from for his Cowboys. NFL, from his NFL shit. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, he's not that dude. So, yeah, but you got—I mean, I respect his moving to the MMA, though. I think he's probably one of the top three like athletes I always, that we have. I always tune in when he's fighting just because right. I know it's like, what the fuck? This fool used he's to play. He's so athletic, this, too. This fool used to play football. You know what I mean? Like, that shit tripped me out all the time. Yeah, so with that, that leaves us with our main event. Jarzinho Rosenstreich versus Augusto Sakai in... I don't know if you saw this, but it was actually pretty funny because he pretty much did the same thing he did to Alistair Overeem. Waited, waited for the clap. Ten seconds. Oh, that's there's ten seconds left. All right, I'm knocking you out right now. I don't need to save any more energy. Yeah, dude, it's round one. We still got two more. No, fuck that. Oh, that's right. You're out. Yeah. He fucking fucking put dude out, man. That's right. He did it to this dude at the end of round one. He did it to Overeem at the end of round three. It was fucking wild, bro. Another walk-off KO for him. That's dope. Yeah. If you don't know Rosenstrike, he's he's honestly had like this weird little pivot in his last two fights. He fought Cyril Gunn in one of the most boring fights in the in UFC history. And then before that, he got knocked out by Ngannou. Like bad. Oh, shit. Like bad. Like real bad. But other than that, he was undefeated. He's the first... Um, Suriname, fighter from Suriname, which is like a small ass country in South America. So, you know, it's super cool to see his, his little stardom grow and everything going on with him. But hopefully he's learned a lot since he's been knocked out. What I noticed is it looked like he trimmed up. It looked like he put on some some muscle and cut some fat. Because when oh, he yeah. fought in Ghana, he was looking a little thick. He was looking thick before that, but he had no reason to cut the weight. No, nah, after that loss to Nganu. Looking bro, like, what's his name's twin and shit? Dude, he's looking thick, bro. He's thick in the chest, not thick in the stomach now. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Went from thick boy to thick boy. You know what I'm saying? He's like, shit, I'm about to bulk up. That's what I, yeah, it looked like it. And in my opinion, it could just be from not seeing him fight that often, but like, it looked like he was getting trimmed. Go get some Botox abs. He's Sorry. almost there. He, <laughs> hey, he's almost looking like Bob Sapp at 365 with abs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so with that being said, that leaves us at a final tally of 6-2-6. Six six. Oh, no, 6-5. Nice. So I ended up winning, going 50-50 this week. You ended up going 5-12. for 12. It's cool. I had to let you, bro, after Julio got traded. Whatever, dude. I'll play, bro. Awesome. Sorry <laughs> shit to a second and a fourth round pick and to the Titans. 
Titans? Bro, at least to the the, Seahawks. To the Titans? My God, I don't even want to talk about that. You couldn't even pick for Will Jones. Oh my God, that's depressing. Whatever, I'm I'm literally I'm physically hot right now. Maybe they know they they might know something we don't. Oh, I'll tell you what happened. He's got a hundred million dollar contract bound to him. So you got you guys you guys fucking saved like twenty mil or some shit. Yeah, but we had to eat we had to eat just as much on our cap. So it's like. Whatever. The next two years will be be good now that he's gone, though. It, yeah. It's honestly been the Calvin Ridley era, though, for the last two seasons. So That's why they let him go. They're like, bro, we got... I just wish we got more for him. Julio Jones is a fantastic guys, receiver. I, he's I a great guys, team leader. I think you guys drafted a really good one this season, too. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's a tight end. Oh, okay. But he's, like, built like a receiver. He'll play tight end. He'll play slot. He's gonna. Be, he'll probably be the best tight end the NFL has ever seen, if we're being honest. If he could stay healthy, he'll go down as top one... Top two, top three, Savage. like legit. So top two because Will Disley's in the NFL too. I mean, don't forget about him, dog. Well, I mean, like, hey, time out, time out. How dare you disrespect? He's, he's been time injured out. the last. How he's only dare been you? in the hey, bro. He's Pause. only been in the NFL for two years. Pause. <laughs> he's How dare you disrespect years. Tim Tebow like this? Oh shit! The best tight end the NFL will ever see. How dare you? Oh, How dare you? This is blasphemy, Alex. Calm down, Stephen A. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but for real, let's talk about this uh, Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather spectacle. Did you see the beginning of the card when Chad Johnson got in the ring and fought? Oh, yeah, when well, he got dropped. But I think he won that fight. They gave it to the other dude, but Chad Johnson won was, three rounds of that he was, fight. Ah, 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 he won ah, three ah. rounds. Yeah, they so just, he got dropped. In, in they're the like, oh, round. you lost. I get I, Hey, if this was, if dude took him serious at any point. Hey, you know what I thought was hilarious, though? The dude's reaction. Oh, that, he was high-fiving him the whole time? No, 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 because he was like, when the fight ended, they were like, oh, what are, you know, that you get, to, you get to talk. And he's like, ask about me now. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, you beat up Chad Johnson. That's grimy, yeah, bro. Like, the other part that I thought was funny oh, is shit. in the post-fight press conference, they asked him, like, hey, so what happened in there? And he was like, oh, I'm just, like, more of a street fighter than, like, a fighter fighter. I'm like, wait, what? the fuck? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> no, Epic. I don't know. I, I, I honestly scored it for him, though. Like, he, he won the first three rounds for sure and then got dropped in the fourth once at the end of the fight. So, like... Yeah, you give him the ten eight, you know, but like it is what it is. That's you still won three rounds to his two, so yeah. That's through a trailer, right? No, that was Showtime Boxing last night, bro. Oh, it was. That's yeah, right, man. Mayweather's all up in that. Yeah, shit. so I was actually really impressed with the rest of the card, though. But bro, but I can't came stand out. this dude, fucking Paul, whatever oh, the Jake. fuck. Oh my! The fool that didn't fight, like bro, like shut up. Logan's up two to three rounds to two. Shut up, two to one, three to two, four to three. Like, (laughs) hey, you know they really, really missed the boat on this one by not bringing the hat. If they, if a homeboy was in the crowd wearing the hat that he took off Floyd's head, that's how. That's when I would have been like, oh, Jake just won. That's checkmate, motherfucker. But they, I'm pretty sure they took that shit from him. They I don't know, slapped man. him up. I don't know, man. He got a tattoo of it. I, either way, I would have brought the same hat. You know, he he knows what hat it was. 
Like, I would have got that like shit bought made. it somewhere or yeah, something? Yeah, like, go get it made. Whatever you got to do. I would have been wearing that same hat with a shirt that said, got your shit, homie. I can't stand that, It would have been great, bro. though. Hey, you see Homeboy come out wearing a fucking gold-plated Charizard card? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, his, the Charizard card he has, yeah. That shit is gangster, yeah. homie. Oh, that was savage. But he put it on a gold necklace with a fucking yeah, see-through yeah. gold case. That shit was gangster. I thought it was just a see-through case. Nah, it was like gold rimmed. It had a gold oh, shine shit. to it. It was That's gangster, dope. homie. That's dope. Hey, for a, for a card I mean, so expensive, you better do something dope with it. Well, shit, I collect Pokemon cards my damn self, so. That shit is so sick. I guess I don't know. I mean... Hey, Every, if you, if you got the collection and you enjoy opening a pack, you still collect, homie. Yeah, I haven't done that shit like in a year. If and I a gave half. you a pack right now, would it put a smile on your face? Yeah. All right, then you still collect, homie. Shut up. It's just expensive, bro. <laughs> now, because they fucking put a stop to that shit. And then now, like, it's like literally you're fucking, no offense to all the nerds, like, I'm a nerd at, at heart, you know, with, with certain shit. When I say nerd, I don't just I don't mean it in disrespect, you know what I mean? But man, these Pokemon nerds be on it. Motherfucking Target stopped selling them. Walmart starts selling hey, them. Cause these fools them. literally these fools literally will fucking before the stores open, they have a line of like a hundred fucking motherfuckers out there waiting, like that and that means the regular shopper can't enjoy that shopping experience. Well, okay, I I get you on that extent. But, well, that's what but, they said. I don't know. But it was a bunch of gangbangers that were, were out there jumping motherfuckers for their packs outside of stores. So like that's yeah, really what it was. Yeah, they're putting a stop to it because these kids are coming out and getting robbed, jumps, their shit stolen. That's hilarious. Everything that they fucking they caught on to the hustle. Yeah, gang members know what's they're up. Like, what man. the fuck? Yeah, Pokemon card for as soon and it was it was honestly the Paul brothers that highlighted it when he bought that Charizard card. That's when it all hit the fan. That's when everybody was like, "Oh, there's still nah. hundreds of them out there, bro." Hell no, nah, that's bro. when the it's gangbangers been got like on that, it. Bro. I'm talking about when the oh. gangbangers got on it. Okay, because like that's when it got I'm fucking like, man. That shit's never that's, that's one thing that's bro. Never Target stopped. stopped buying them, bro. They don't bring them in no more. They're yeah, only they selling have... their what they have in stock at their stores. The, Once they're gone, they're that gone. Shit's gone. Out here, because motherfuckers still collect. All right, so that's pretty much it for this week. Next next episode later this week, I we will be recording Wednesday. The next episode comes out Thursday, so it might be me, it might be all three of us. It could just be two of us. We'll figure it out by next episode. But either you will, way, you will get an episode by Thursday. So UFC two sixty three is next week. It's the twelfth, going down at Gila River Arena in Arizona. Okay, this is the rematch of Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. It's going to be an exciting-ass card. It also has the Davison Figueredo-Brandon Moreno fight and Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. All three of those are going to be five-round fights. That's dope. So it, it's going to be an exciting card. We're going to do shout-outs this week. Who you got, Alex? First and foremost, I'm going to shout-out to God for making this shit even possible. And... um Shit, you for keeping it going, even when motherfuckers ain't got time, you still be rocking. And uh, Cole, keep doing your thing, bro. Hello, got to give a fat shout out to Cole. Another thank you to Cal Coast Printing, man. These hoodies came out lit as fuck. You we're gonna already be doing, know. We're going to be doing full store, though. So if you have anything you want, whether it's sweatpants, fucking tank tops, Anything, hit us up. We'll give you a uh, price on what it's going to be, and then we'll print it out for you, get it going. Uh, we have this great relationship with Cal Coast to where we can make it all happen. 
We'll get a fit for you, make something happen. Just hit us up, man. Um, if you guys have anybody that needs a shout out or a sponsor, send them our way. We are actually actively looking for, for sponsors right now. So go ahead and hit us up on our Instagram. Hit us up on our email, uh, combat sports breakdown at gmail.com at combat sports breakdown on Instagram. Uh, message us on our YouTube, any of that shit, man. We're all out there. We're actively looking for partners and sponsorships. So hit us up, guys. Uh, I want to give a fat thank you to Alex. Big old thank you to Cole for being a part of this team. This shit's been fun, man. We'll see you guys on the next one. We out. Gone.